And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Thank you everyone for tuning in on Instagram live. We take your questions at Sheldon Alexander. And if you are on Instagram but want to see the main feed, the main feed that you know you see the full shot, the full shot of the set. It's nice and beautiful. Revamped for season two of Wrap It Up. But that feed is on Twitter which we are live after each and every Toronto Raptors game on Twitter at Shell Alexander. When you get to that feed, you are able to comment and send your questions in because this is the interactive live Raptors post-game show. We're here to take your comments and questions after each and every Raptor game. And you know what? They go a lot better when the Raptors win. And that's exactly what the Raptors did tonight. Raptors win 124 to 120 over the Sacramento Kings. They improved to 4-0 at home, 5-2 overall. And you know what? Right off the bat, this was a pretty interesting game for the Toronto Raptors on, you know, you're coming off a tough loss against the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday. Pascal didn't have the best game. So much talk in between about Pascal getting into foul trouble. How would he react to that? People trying to say Nick Nurse called him out when Nick Nurse was just being honest and Pascal co-signed that as well. But either way, you get a win against Sacramento Kings team, which obviously they're missing Marvin Bagley, who's a big part of what this team's going to be doing uh, down the down the road. And, you know, so they're not at full strength, but still a young squad. And I was interested to see how the Raps would play in this game because the backcourt of De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald, it's a young and up and coming backcourt, but they would make Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet work. And I think that was very interesting to see how that matchup would kind of go. And hey, Raptors come up with a W and they win. But most important reason for the Raptors winning. It's one of the things we'll talk about all the time on this podcast. As I said from the start of the season, the key to the Raptors this year will be you need consistent scoring from everybody who plays. I know that sounds crazy. And I'll even say that that's a lot to ask because, you know, you're asking a lot from OG, from Fred, from Norm, from Serge. Like, you're asking a lot from your dudes that play. But the Raptors got that in this game. And if Pascal, been talking about, if he's going to be at that, you know, mid-20s for the season, you know, somewhere around 20 to 25 a night, you're going to need other people. You're going to need everyone else to be in that 10 to 12, 10 to 15 range. And you're watching this game now and you look at the Raptors box score and Kyle Lowry continues his great play to start the year. 24 points from Kyle. He's a high scorer. And you're going to ride that Kyle Lowry wave as long as you can this season because who knows how long it's going to last. But as of now, Kyle Lowry continues to cook. 5 of 7 from 3 for Kyle. 24 points. Pascal Siakam, good to see him back in the... um. The scoring page, getting over 20 points again, finishes with 23 points, but on 8 of 13 shooting, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. That's the Pascal Siakam the Raptors want. He's rebounding, he's diming, 
the two steals. He's doing a little bit of everything. But that's a Pascal that's active that the Toronto Raptors need. And I mentioned how he struggled against the Bucks, And that's going to happen. You're going to have those games. But to see the bounce back, and the reason I'm going to give Pascal a lot of credit in this game is because he didn't force anything. He got his 23 points, 8 of 13 shooting. He didn't force a thing. Everything was within the flow of the offense. In that third quarter where he really started to get things going, a lot of it was to the basket, but he was under control. He only had one foul in this game. And one of the things he was struggling with was also being out of control on offense. You didn't really see him barreling towards the basket, trying to get and ones and then begging for calls. You didn't see that much of that in this game. What you did see, though, was Pascal driving to the basket, drawing attention, and then making the right basketball play. Meaning, whether it's a hockey assist or the direct assist, you've seen Serge, the massive dunk late that closed it, or I didn't want to say close it, but it was a big-time play where he drove, found Serge for a huge dunk. You saw him hit OG for a couple dimes, but five assists from Pascal. That's legit. And the only worry, and I don't even want to say worry because this might just be the reality of this Toronto Raptors team, but you're looking at 40 minutes for Kyle Lowry, 35 minutes for Freddie, 37 for Pascal, 37 for OG. It's a lot of minutes. And these guys are still up there. As of now, Kyle, or coming into this game, Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet were leading the entire NBA in minutes. That's a lot. And Freddie, for his part, I'm not going to say Freddie's wearing down, but if we're being, if we're keeping it a buck, Freddie hasn't, he, he, he was on one to start the season. Right, Remember that first game of the year that Fred Van Fleet had? He put in mega work. And you're looking at his season stats. Right now, it's at 16-4. and 16-4 four. Four rebounds, 7 assists, right? But I think the big thing that you want to see from Fred Van Fleet is a consistent shooting numbers. You've yet to see that since game one. Game one, remember, that was a 34 points on, what, 12 of 18 shooting? That's insane. And no one was expecting that to continue, right? Like, that's, that's, that's insane. You're not expecting those numbers from Fred Van Fleet. But you want to see a shooting percentage is closer to 40%. And again, Boston, he was right at 40, but only had eight points in that game. Went for 16 against the Chicago Bulls, but on 5 of 14 shooting. 14 points for Orlando, but on 3 of 14 shooting. 13 points against Detroit. 5 of 9, that was his other good shooting performance. And then the Bucks, as mentioned, 12 points on 2 of 10 shooting, 3 of 9 shooting tonight for 12 points. So he's getting to that 10 to 12 range. It's just, can he get his shooting numbers up? And remember, he rolled his ankle in that opener. Maybe that's playing a part in it. I'm sure playing heavy minutes on the bum ankle isn't helping a lot. But bottom line is, He's still gutting his way to get into double digits. And I'll tell you, if Pascal continues to hold up his part, meaning he's above that 20-point-per-game mark, and everyone else on the Raptors team finds their way into double figures, that's going to be the key to success for the Raptors. Now, can they do that every game? Can they be that consistent? That's going to be the question. But you look at the box score again, Marc Gasol, 
He's over double digits again. He finishes with 12 points in this game. Van Fleet, mentioned that. He had 12 points in this game. When all your starters are getting into double figures, that's a win. Then you're getting 21-6 and six off the bench from Serge Ibaka. Insane. Solid performance from the Toronto Raptors. And I was, again, I'm so interested in keyed in on this backcourt and how long this Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet backcourt will continue to, to do a good job and really play well for the Toronto Raptors. Because I think having them on the floor at the same time, that's why you're seeing all these guys in double figures because the ball movement is so consistent and everyone has a chance to touch the ball. Everyone feels like if you pass the ball, there's a chance you could get it back. And the offense just, when they, they keep it free-flowing, that's why you see the success of the Raptors. Because they're always going to play defense. I mean, it didn't look too well at certain points in this game, but you know that they can buckle down and play defense. And the Raps, to start this game, they were they, they didn't start off well. They started off 0-4. But then after starting off 0-4, they made their next 14 shots. That's insane. <laughs> that's crazy. 14 for 14, that stretch. It was part of, they led after the first quarter, but it was part of a 28 to 9 run between the end of the first quarter and start of the second quarter. And that's just, you know, that's just your starters getting into a groove. That's just everyone sharing the ball and everyone feeling it. For you to make 14 straight baskets, that's great. Good, good stuff there from the Toronto Raptors. Now, how they closed, <laughs> that might be another story, but hey. You're lucky in this instance that the Kings are a young team. You could tell they were kind of disorganized. And I mean, if if you're really telling me that um, Harrison Barnes is who you're running your offense to through in crunch time, I'm not really sure I believe you <laughs> if you're the Sacramento Kings. But you're the Raps. You take the win. That's just how it works. Not bad there for the Toronto Raptors. Mentioned the ball movement and solid play from OG. OG has now scored double figures in five of the Raptors' seven games. That's what you want to see from OG and Anobi because we keep talking about the leap of Pascal, but who's making the leaps after Pascal? So far, OG continues to be consistent. Would you want to see it against the Bucks? Of course. But hey, you got a big-time road trip coming up. One more game before the big boy games, but... A huge road trip coming up, and this will be a huge test for this Raptors team. You had a bit of a break. They had games that were spread out, but after Friday, you play the Lakers and Clippers on a back-to-back, -back, and that will be crazy to see. Just You'll get a real glimpse into what the Raptors are in terms of what their peak level of performance are, or they're capable of, sorry, for this season. Uh, mention Serge Ibaka. Baka, Baka, Baka. Surge off the bench continues to give the Raptors consistent energy. And by consistent energy, it leads to easy baskets because Surge is just active. He's grabbing offensive rebounds. Guys are finding him in the paint. He's hitting that easy jump hook. And when they know that Surge is active, they feed the beast. And that huge dunk that Surge threw down at the end of the game <laughs> and he's screaming at the crowd, that's, that's when you know Surge is, is feeling it. And once you get Surge going, that's going to be really key for the Toronto Raptors as well because, again, I keep stressing it, consistency. Baca's doing it, though. Solid minutes and continue to watch the splits. Tonight, him and Gasol both even at 24 minutes. I don't know if it's going to work out perfectly like that all season long. 
But tonight, I think you're happy with the production you got from both your bigs. Again, 21 and 6 from Surge and 12 and 4 from Gasol. It's just working well right now for the Raps. The way that that the center position has been, it's solid. And one of the things Nick Nurse talked about before the game, as I see a comment here, uh, again, send in your comments on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander and your comments on Twitter at Shell Alexander. I'll get to your comments. Actually, let's get some comments right now. Why not? Let's be interactive and find out what the people are saying. But the first thing that caught my eye here was Diaz on Instagram says, Patrick McCaw out for the next few weeks with the knee surgery. Pack it up, boys. We're not repeating. <laughs> He's joking because there's a joke about the Patrick McCaw sort of, I guess, luck being the lucky charm. Because obviously he was on uh, the Golden State Warriors for their championships. And then obviously was on the Raptors last year for their championship. So he's joking around. But does bring up an interesting point. Because Nick Nurse has been trying to get Patrick McCaw to be the eighth man in the Raptors rotation. Meaning the third player coming off the bench after Serge Ibaka and Norman Powell. Hasn't worked out so far for McCaw as he's battling knee issues and now as mentioned he's going to be out for at least four weeks because he's going to be reevaluated. but what that does is it opens up more room for guys off the bench and norman or sorry kyle and fred can't be playing all those minutes right that's not that's not realistic so you're gonna need bench production you're gonna need minutes from your bench and so nick nurse before this game he spoke about it, and he said his goal was he was going to try to get Matt Thomas, but most importantly, Terrence Davis, and as well as Chris Boucher, he wanted to get those guys minutes in the first half so that at least in the second half, if you have to go heavy with your starters, you eased their minutes in the first half. He said that's always been the plan, but because of foul trouble or because of you know it being a tight game, you kind of got to play what's going on in the game, and so that's led to the heavy minutes for both Fred and Kyle. So if we go to the bench production by dudes not named Serge Ibaka in this game, Norman Powell still can't be, he hasn't been consistent all year. Not really a great game for Norm. Six points on two of six shooting, 0 for 3 from 3. Not a good game from Norman Powell in 19 minutes. He's one of the guys you need off the bench. If Norm is going, he Kyle doesn't have to play 40 minutes. If Norm is going, Norm hasn't been able to give the Raptors much. So next, you got Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis played seven minutes, but had five fouls. Now, you want him to be out there and be aggressive and be active. And I know he almost fouled out. Huge shout to Kyle Lowry for being the vet and making sure the refs changed the foul so that the young buck didn't have a foul out on his resume in seven minutes. But point remains, five fouls for Terrence Davis. He didn't really give the Raps much. Matt Thomas, who, for obvious reasons, has an opportunity to be a fan favorite in Toronto. And Matt Thomas came out, and we know he can shoot. We know that. That's how he came in as advertised. He's a shooter. But the thing that has been very impressive of Matt Thomas is he's not a liability on defense. And he's proving that every time you see him out there, he's holding his own, he doesn't look lost on defense, and he's confident with his three. I mean, normally or sometimes when you see guys out there and they know that they're the shooter, there's a lot of pressure in their head because they're thinking about it. Like, oh no, oh no, I'm out here and I need to hit these shots because if I don't, I'm going to the bench. 
but he just looks calm and cool on offense. That one play where he got the ball in the corner, he up faked, let the defender fly by him, and then kind of reset and splashed it. That to me shows this guy's ready to get more minutes. And it's going to be super important because, again, you need to start extending some of these guys' minutes off the bench because you're not going to last long this season with Fred and Kyle playing 35-plus minutes every single night. Kyle Lowry, 40 minutes again. That's, I mean, that's a lot. And whether Kyle Lowry played in training camp or not, you do not want Kyle Lowry playing 40 minutes a game. That's not realistic. So you need to see more consistency from Norm, Matt Thomas, and Terrence Davis. Those three guys, those guys are going to be the key in keeping Fred Van Fleet and Kyle Lowry's minutes down. Let's get to some more comments, though. I saw a bunch on Twitter. Let me head over to Twitter because, again, that's where you can find this feed live after each and every Toronto Raptors game on Twitter at Shell Alexander. Check over there. See how the set's going. We got some nice hats. We got the DDS caps in the back. We got the championship hats. You know? Let me know what you guys think. But Logan Christie checks in and says, came close at the end, but at least Spicy P didn't get more than one foul. Totally true. Uh, it's a It was a big talking point, right? And I love the fact that Nick Nurse was just honest and said, Pascal has to be smarter. He can't take those fouls. Those that listen to the pod know I was preaching the same thing after the last game where Pascal fouled out again. I was preaching the fact that you have two options. You can either continue arguing with the refs or you can adjust. And I was happy to hear Nick Nurse come out and say that. And also Pascal agreed and said it's on him. And shouts to Leo. Leo came on our show today on Tim and Sid and Leo was talking about how it's the same thing, right? Like, it's not the refs. There's no, like, conspiracy against the Toronto Raptors and the refs being against them. Like, that's not real. Every team complains about the referees. If you think the refs are bad, they're bad for everybody. So you got to buckle down and adjust your game accordingly. And we saw Pascal do that tonight. So credit to him. More comments here. Uh, Logan also says, thanks for having a place to go after a Wednesday night game against someone like the Kings. <laughs> Well, that's why I appreciate that, Logan. And you know what? That's why we created the pod. There's got to be a place for us as basketball fans and diehard Raptors fans to talk and just, you know, have an outlet to vent, whether it's a win or a loss after big games or just games. Because as a fan, you're here to watch every single game and see how the team's going to do long term. So these games matter. Of course they matter. You want to see, can a guy like Matt Thomas be a contributor consistently, right? Can Norman Powell figure this out and be consistent for a season, for the first time in his career? These are the things that, you know, there's not many people out there that want to discuss that night after night, but we know that those people exist and we want to give those people a home for a place that they can talk and trade ideas. Because again, most importantly... I have an opinion, but this is a conversation. The whole goal with this, me taking the group text that I have in my phone and bringing that to the masses. So let's continue that theme and get to some more comments here on Twitter. Jeff Berg checks in and says, Norm is going to be fine. I hope so. Norm always seems to need some sense of adversity. I brought this up on the last pod because uh, I forget which game it was now, but Q, one of our guys that checks in, and he'll be on the pod sometimes. Q brought up the fact that Norm, whenever he's been given minutes, whenever he was just inserted into the starting lineup, Norm did not do well. 
Whenever Norm was gifted consistent minutes off the bench, Norm did not do well. And so we're in this situation again. I mean, coming off last season where we watched when Norm's minutes were threatened, all of a sudden, boom, here comes Norm. Norm was benched against Philly. Oh, here comes Norm against the Bucks, and Norm is back. And so we're in this situation again where Norm is being given consistent minutes, and he's not really being threatened by anyone else on the bench, so he's going to continue getting those minutes. It's just on him at a certain point to just produce. And, hey, maybe Jeff's right. Norm's going to be fine. I mean, the Raps better hope so because they need him to deliver this season. Because as much as we talk about the Pascal taking the leap, if the Raps are going to have the same season, not the same season, because I'm not talking about the championship season, but if you're talking about winning a round in the playoffs, it's not just about Pascal taking the leap. It's about everyone else after Pascal also taking a leap to make up for what you're missing in terms of not just Kawhi Leonard, but Danny Green took up a lot of minutes too, a lot of big minutes on the Raptors. And if you learned anything from watching the Raps last year, then you know that those Danny Green minutes are important because it's not just about offense. It's about the defensive end as well. Uh, let's get some more comments here. Uh, Raptor Homer says, if the Raptors go 4-1 and one in this five-game road trip, do you consider them top three in the East? 4-1 and one on this road trip. Wow. I guess that means that they would split against the Lakers and Clippers, right? Because that would for them to go 4-1, and one, and then they'd win every other game. I mean, that'd be huge. That'd be massive, because that's a tough West Coast trip. You start with the Pelicans, and then you're going to Clippers, Lakers, and then Portland. Portland is a tough game. Portland is just a difficult place to play if you're for anyone in the league, but especially the West Coast, or sorry, the East Coast team going West Coast. Um, so that makes for a difficult sked, and you know, it's not on the second night of a back-to-back, so that's okay, but you're still traveling. But you're telling me you're wrapping up that against the Dallas Mavericks next Saturday? That's a tough road trip. And if you're telling me the Raps go 4-1 and one on that trip? I will be very impressed. Like, super impressed with the Raps if they go 4-1 and one on that trip. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm saying that's a tough road trip. Because, hey, a split from the Lakers and Clippers... That's that's huge. That's massive. But Portland is a very good team. You know what Dame Dollar and CJ are capable of. And they're they're figuring out the other pieces as they shuffled around um, their supporting cast from last year, the team that made the conference finals. But that's still a bad team, right? And I mean bad as in good <laughs> for people wondering. But any team with Dame Dollar, you know that team's ready. Um, and then you're wrapping up that trip in Dallas, Last Friday night, I'll say this. If you guys were able to watch the Lakers-Mavs game, Luka is the truth. Luka is the truth. And even if you go back to last year's game when the Raps played the Mavs, the Mavs played the Raptors really tough. And now you're adding in Kristaps. Now you're adding in a more mature Luka. That's a tough game too. So let's be serious. New Orleans, if you say that's the easy game, you got to get that one on Friday. But then looking ahead, Lakers, Clippers, Blazers, and then the Mavs, that's a tough, tough road trip. I will definitely be impressed if the Raps go 4-1 and one on that trip. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see another comment here on Twitter. The only reason Nurse has been playing this rotation is because of the ridiculously light schedule. Fair. 
That's fair. And they talked about it on the broad, the broadcast, right? Kyle Lowry's been able to play these minutes because there's been a huge gap in between the Raps games. Well, that we're away from that. So the the other point to being able to, you, there's two ways you could have looked at it. You ride your starters big time minutes because you know that you can because there's days off. But the problem now is, are you going to play Kyle 40 minutes back to back against the Lakers and Clippers? Because the flip side could have been, you could have been using these games to extend the minutes of Norman Powell, extend the minutes of Matt Thomas, extend the minutes of Terrence Davis, instead of now, what, what's going to happen on this tough road trip? That back-to-back -back is tough, man, and Patrick Beverly is a dog. So you're going to be ch being chased around your, your two guards. It's going to be tough, but... Jeff does bring up a good point in terms of just the rotation and how affected how it was affected by the schedule. Uh, let's see. D Diaz on Instagram says, uh, got to get their feet wet someday. I'd rather them go through it now than later in the season when seeding becomes significant. Totally true. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Tammy says, Tammy, 60, Tammy G65 on Instagram checks in and says loved Pascal's answer about Nick Nurse and the coach's challenge he needs to be smarter that's funny because obviously that's what Nick Nurse said about Pascal in terms of the foul trouble and Nick Nurse as mentioned is winless so far in his coaching challenges um glow girl smile says maybe Nick Nurse is making the bench hungry for minutes by not playing them and making them earn it I think that's definitely a point and I definitely think that's a thing when it comes to guys like Stanley Johnson and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Those guys have been stapled to the bench and have not seen time. They've been DNPCDs for a while now. And I definitely think something's got to change, whether it's the way that these guys practice, um, whether it's you know the next time they do get turned to, they got to step in and deliver right away. But they're not even getting sniffs off the bench and... I don't think that was the intention when the Raptors signed those veteran guys. I think they thought those guys would come in and be able to absorb some of the minutes left by Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard. And instead, they're absorbing zero of the minutes. DVAD59 says, no norm, please, no norm. <laughs> Never was a norm fan, not going to start now. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of people like that, and it's so funny. Norm is so hit or miss, and I've kind of just accepted Norm for what he is almost, and I'm saying almost because I'm not comparing the two players. I'm saying as much as I've accept, accepted Kyle Lowry in the terms of Kyle Lowry's going to give you a playoff game where he no-shows, and then he's going to come out and be gangbusters in the next playoff game. That's just how Kyle Lowry is. I don't allow myself to be frustrated by it, I just accept it and ride the wave. And on a way lesser scale, again, I'm emphasizing on a way lesser scale, that's how I approach Norman Powell as well. You just got to ride the Norm wave and know that he's going to have three games in a row where he's going off and he can't miss and he's going coast to coast and dunking on dudes. Yeah, need more consistency for sure. Uh, my dude AB checks in and says, Norm makes a mean drink. <laughs> I'm guessing that has to be from one of those like Raptor social events where uh, the, the players turn into bartenders. I'm, I'm guessing that's what it is. Um, Norm's a hot topic topic of discussion here. As Alex says, basically Norm's chilling when he doesn't have to lace them up 
But when he does, he has big games for us. Game five, Norman Powell, right? That's what it is. Um, someone else asking, why isn't Ibaka's post-dunk face a meme yet? I'm sure it is. Or it'll take some time, but I'm, I'm sure it will be soon. Because that mean mug from Surge, you know, Toronto, they call us the screw face cap. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. I think I just gave myself uh, a caption for when I post that picture of Surge later on. Screw face cap, right? Uh, let's see. Diversified Youth says, Wagwan, big fam. Uh, <laughs> the regular, where's the regular squad on the pod? I think he's shouting out as well. We have the regular squad that's normally in studio with us, but also shouts to the regular squad that's in IG because we do have our regulars there that have their own conversations going on sometimes, which is really funny for me to check in and check out as I'm navigating both chats at the same time and keeping the podcast moving. More comments. Serge's dunk was nasty. He's got to, uh, he gets the team going along with Lowry. Kyle Lowry's play has been off the charts. Like, it's been incredible. And I'm not allowing myself to get too high off of it because I just remember what happened last year. Like, Kyle Lowry's first month of the season was incredible last year as well. And then he slowly dropped off before getting hurt around December. December, January, I think he missed like 10 games. Remember there was that span where him and Kawhi were basically, you know, trading places from sitting out to playing. Um, but it's still a great sign. I think it's super important for Kyle Lowry to get off to a great start like this because it really gets the team going and gets the team off to a great start. And getting off to a great start is is massive for a team that, isn't the same squad as last year. You know, load management stuff with Kawhi is a huge topic of debate, and so I'm not going to get into that, but just in terms of bringing up the difference where you knew it was, hey, just get Kawhi healthy to the playoffs and the rest will take care of itself. This season, I think, is different. Like, if you can get the top seed, you want to get the top seed because I think that will really make a huge difference this season for sure. Just my opinion. No right or wrong because we'll never know. But what we do know is that the Raps are still NBA champions. <laughs> and why I will always say I'm not going to get mad at anything this season. But you know what? There's definitely no reason to be upset after tonight's game because, again, the Toronto Raptors win against the Sacramento Kings 124 to 120. Kyle Lowry was a high score for the Toronto Raptors with 24 points. Pascal Siakam also checking in with 23 and 13 rebounds plus five assists, add in two steals. And then your man Serge Ibaka coming off the bench with 21 points and six rebounds. Big win for the Raptors. Again, they improved to 4-0 at home, 5-2 on the season. And what lies ahead for the Toronto Raptors is a massive, massive, massive road trip you're gonna find out a lot about the toronto raptors and what their aspirations are their true aspirations are on this west coast road trip because if you remember last year if you remember last year Kawhi leonard only played one of the games in la on that west coast trip but i don't remember if he played one or two of those games he might have sat out both but either way i remember the raptors running the lakers out of the gym like, they went there, and and that showed me, oh, okay, these guys are, 
Like, they're serious right now. With or without Kawhi, don't matter. I remember Kawhi sitting out one of the games for sure. I don't remember if we sat out both of them, but I feel like I remember the Raptors running the Lakers out of the gym. And so that to me, like, you get up for certain games. That's what I'm saying. And what I call the big boy games. I put a lot of emphasis into what happens in the big boy games, and the Raps got a couple of those coming up. So hopefully you guys will be here to join me. I'll be up late night. Don't worry. I'll be up late night. Shouts to Ragul. Ragul checks in and says he missed both. I thought so, right? I thought Kawhi missed both. But I do remember the Raps being ready and putting in mega work against the Lakers. I do remember that game. They blew them out from, like, first quarter on. But anyways... I'll be here. Hopefully, you guys will join me as we embark on the West Coast road trip. That will be huge for the Toronto Raptors. Again, you can tune in live on Twitter at Shell Alexander and then on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Shell Alexander Twitter, Sheldon Alexander Instagram. Take your comments and questions live. And of course, if you are unable to tune in live, don't worry. It's going to be the West Coast, but we got you covered for your morning commute. You can listen to the podcast, which is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube. Just like and subscribe. And then every time we do an episode, boom, pops up right on your phone. You don't even got to do any more work. So like and subscribe. Join the movement. Just search On Blast Podcast, and you'll get your feed of this, wrap it up, as well as always our normal uh, weekly basketball chat called Ball On Blast couple things going on there on the on blast network so tune in and enjoy really appreciate you guys rocking with me as mentioned on a wednesday night against the sacramento kings we're here and i appreciate you guys because if you're listening to this you are a diehard raptor fan and i appreciate you you know why because we are the champions and i know that the diehard raptors fans that are listening to this podcast you appreciated that championship just as much as I did. And that's why you're here a year later listening to a podcast about the Raptors beating the Sacramento Kings. I salute you. But once again, I appreciate you guys. And as I close every podcast, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps Post Game Show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. On Blast.